Hello everyone, welcome back to the Final Tackle Podcast. Roll the intro. This episode is brought to you by our two sponsors. They are two locally owned Central Coast businesses. First one is the Grange Hotel in Wyoming. For a good drink, good food and good time, head over to the Grange, Wyoming. I recommend you go there on Monday nights because they have a special on schnitties. My favorite schnitty is the pepper gravy one. And our second sponsor is Zabara Clothing. Manufacturers and suppliers of teamwear and uniforms, head to www.zabara.com.au or visit their store in Erina, New South Wales, Australia. I am yep. back and I am joined by former Dragons player, former... Um, he played for a lot of teams, actually. He also played for Fiji, most notably recently <laughs> played for Toronto Wolfpack. He is Ashton Sims. How's it going, mate? Great, mate. Thanks for the intro. Bloody hell, I just didn't realise I played at more clubs than Elvis. <laughs> I mean, that's fair <laughs> enough. Um, well, I was lucky enough to meet you at the Legends of League event on Saturday. If we could just touch on that for a bit um, to start with. Um, what was it like to be able to pretty much finish your career up at Toronto um, and then pretty much be pulling the boots on straight away afterwards sort of thing? Yeah, yeah so I got caught a cheat a couple of times off a few bikes, but look... <laughs> It was a great, uh, it was a, it was a great thing for a great cause. Uh, exactly. To see the rugby league community band together for for one of our own in Mark Hughes and, and his foundation. Mm-hmm. I think it just shows the worth of of the rugby league personnel, personnel and personalities, and also the stakeholders and sponsors who come on board and and made the day possible. But it was a really reassuring thing that it was something I've always believed in is when one of our own are down, it doesn't matter if you're a friend, foe, if you played with or against them, the whole rugby league community is behind you because at the end of the day, we're a, we're a blue-collar sport. Who, we're a community. Who, you know, we're, do the, that's it. Yeah, we're a community. We're a rugby league community uh, we're from blue, blue-collar blue origins and we always we always will be. And I think um, Saturday showed exactly the strength of the strength of sport yeah exactly um i i'm the uh, word vomit there um i posted into the toronto wolfpack fan group on facebook that i was going to be interviewing you a, a few days ago and the fans yeah. honestly tenfold they they were mentioning oh he's, he's such a top bloke you know ashton's a really good bloke he, <laughs> he was like he was the last one off the field every time at the game he'd be signing autographs getting photos with the players so first of all um thank you very much for doing that at pretty much every club that you played with it really is a testament to yeah. your character that they're still talking about you at every club that you've been at in all in all positive ways. Um, yeah, look. Uh, yeah, continue. Yeah, just just on that, I never did it other than uh, to promote the sport and and um, just show that rugby league players are, uh, are just like you and I. Exactly. You know, that we're, you know on on TV or or um, you know earning earning a good uh, earning a more than a good wage. It's you just you know, get paid to do what you love. Of, that's exactly me. That's exactly right, man. We're, at the end of the day, we're, we're people. We're fathers. We're brothers. We're sons. Just like just like the ordinary crowd. And exactly. Um, one thing I've always believed in is when you when you sign a professional contract, you don't just sign for the on field stuff. You you know you've got to promote your, your club the right way. You you got to promote the sport the right way. Exactly. Um, you know some you know not everyone's everyone's not perfect. You know we've had plenty of hiccups along the way, but oh for sure. You bounce back from that, and um, it's what you do to help promote the sport and help promote the the game that's 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 giving you a wage you know what i mean that's that's putting food in your belly clothes on your back and a roof over your head that's 
it's quite easy to to love a um, to love a, your job when when they pay you when you know one when they pay you so well but two it's a passion exactly um, you never see it as, as as a job or work exactly and touching on um as you said you've got family and brothers you actually have uh, pretty much your entire family your siblings as well have made it big in the NRL and rugby league in general such as your sister Rowan your brothers yep. Corbin and Ashton uh, what's it like seeing them um because I'm stop me if I'm wrong, but you're not the eldest, but you're the eldest of the boys. Um, yeah. What's it like um, seeing your younger brothers, you know, making it and and even playing with? Um, I think it was Corbin. Um, I think at yeah, some point right. the Broncos. What was it like playing it? Not just you know growing up with them and playing with the you know the Kayama team and whatnot, but playing first grade with your brothers, sort of thing. What's that like? And what's it going to be like having to sit on the sidelines and watch them up, like after retiring? Yeah, look, you know, I've been asked this question: what's one of what's one of the highlights of my career? And uh, 2013, we all got to play for Fiji in the World Cup over in England. And, oh wow! Um, myself, Tarek, and Corbin, it was a, it was a realization of a childhood dream. And as corny as that sounds, it really was. We, you know, growing up back in hum- in Jerengong, we, we come from humble beginnings, man. And sometimes we that. At a lot of periods of our life, we didn't have a TV in the house. So, mm-hmm. what do you do? You, you you don't just sit there and in the dark and you go kick and, a footy. You know, play with figurines or something. You just go out and play, and uh, that's what we did, man. It was it was brilliant. It was a great way of growing up. We didn't know any other way. It was uh, come home from go to school, come home from school, do your homework. But as soon as you put that pen down, you you zip straight out the door, and yep. it didn't matter cricket, rugby league, um, basketball tennis any any kind of sport man we had everything going out there and um so when we all got to play together it was just a it was just a real emotional moment and it's one thing to play with your good friends and and your comrade and your comrades but it's another thing to play with your uh, play professional rugby league with your flesh and blood and yeah uh it was something that we'll always cherish we've got photos together of it and it was, it was something really special but also both my sisters have both played, you know, Rowan and, and, and CJ have played for Australia and Fiji respectively. It's just a proud moment, man. It's, it's, you can't explain it. It really, it's one of those ones where you know, ask mum and dad, and, and they just don't know how to feel about it. They're just so they just beam with pride talking about it. Yeah, I know. I know we get our we get our hard work ethic off mum and dad, and <laughs> that's something we're something we're going to instill into our children for the next generation. Exactly. Um, and touching on, um, you know, where you got your start, you know, Jerengong and Kayama and whatnot, let's touch a little bit on um, your debut, which was way back in 2003 for the St. George Illawarra Dragons. I'm sure it was, yep. you know, a dream, you know, being realised and come true, etc. Um, but talk us through the week leading up to, you know, um, what was it like when you were told you're going to get your debut this week, Ashton, to, from that moment up until running onto the field and on the final siren of your first game? Yeah, it was burning. It's, it's burning in pretty my mind. I remember sitting there and sitting there at the old Sizzler across the road from the camera. Uh, there was mm-hmm. a few of us boys who used to go there for an all-you-can-eat food after all-you-can-eat after training. And oh, nice. Just as usual, we just load up our plates with all pasta and yep, yeah. yeah, pasta and yep. chips and wedges. Yep, you know the dietitians and that these days have an absolute heart attack. Seeing what some of us used yep. to eat and uh, Nathan Brown come walking over and you know we all started. We all sat real like quietly, like you know, little school school kids, and yep. he came up to me and, and put his phone on the table and said, "You better ring your mum, Ash. You're going to be debuting this weekend." And oh, wow. I just remember, I just remember like, beaming with pride. I, I wasn't emotional. I wasn't going to cry. I'm not, I try not to, yeah, show too much emotion. But it was something I was, something I was very proud of, and it was a culmination of a lot of hard work, not just 
uh, not just from me, but from my parents, from from my parents, from my parents' friends, from my you know teammates' friends from Jerringong, whose teammates' um, parents, sorry, who used to drive me around and uh, pick me up, even though their kids weren't playing. I had a lot of support from the local hometown of Jerringong. Oh wow! Um, you know, yeah, it sounds silly now, but no, it doesn't. Yeah, when it we doesn't have, at all. When we didn't have a car, yeah, when we didn't have a car at times, I had it I takes had a friends. community, is what they say. That's it, man. I had yeah, I had friends' parents driving me into Wollongong for training and picking, hanging around and picking me up and taking me back to Jerringong. And, wow. Uh, thinking back on it now, it's yeah, it's, it's to get a little bit emotional. Just I haven't really thought about that, nor really told that to any uh, like too many people. But it's, well, thank you. Uh, it, for that's why I've that. always been. Yeah, so that's why I've always been proud of Jerringong, man. It's, it's where I'm from, and I'll always respect it. And you know, you always you always got respect for you, where you come from because you just for might sure. have to go back there one day. And, and I'm very proud of Jerringong Lion Junior. And um, you know, the, the Jerringong Lions they they instilled a lot of a lot of hard work and a lot of good natured um, person personalities, person abilities for me that took me forward into first grade and. And you know, beyond in, in, into England and into Canada, and I'll always, I'll always carry a Jerringong awesome. shirt or jersey with me. Yeah, no, that's awesome. And speaking of your time in England and Canada, because um, we've touched on your time at the Broncos and the Dragons, etc., but we haven't really touched on Super League at the moment. So let's start, let's start with that now. So you, in yep. 2015, you went over to Warrington and played with them for two years. Um, what was it like? Not just as you know, yourself moving from NRL all the way over to Super League, it's a different, you know, pace of game and whatnot. But just in general, the atmosphere, the um, the, the pretty much polar opposite of the world, what was it like? Was it very yeah. cumbersome or, you know, talk us through that. Bro, it was electric. I loved it. Loved every minute of living in England. Uh, we moved to, obviously, like you said, we moved three years. Well, we lived, ended up living in Warrington for five years. And yep. I'll always say, I'll always say, man, Warrington's my home away from home. Really do. I, I love the people. I love the, I love the community. It's a, it sort of reminds me of where we're from here in Wollongong. It's very blue, you know, very blue collar working man's town. And yep. Uh, they don't, they don't, you know, they don't care if you're not the best player in the world. Well, in my situation anyway, this is how I felt. You know, they didn't care if I wasn't the best player in the world. But I used to get in there and have a red hot dig, and I uh, never let. Uh, well, I, I don't think I ever let anyone down. Um, especially on the field and, and off the field, you know, I love I love doing stuff in the community. Mm-hmm. What, what people got to realise over there is, you know, it's a different culture, man. It's a different community. You can't go over there with the with the mindset of oh, it's just going to. If it's not like Australia, I'm not going to like it. No, oh, it's, it's yeah, no. You, you, you're beaten before you get off the plane. So yeah, exactly. You've got to go over there. You've got to integrate into the communities. You've got to, you've got to realise that their culture over there is different to our culture here in Australia. Well, especially their rugby league That's culture, because like they they're massive over there in the sense of I was talking to a few former NRL players and they've played in the Super League and they said, look, there'll be only maybe ten thousand in the stadium, but they'll be so loud it'll feel like you're in a in a grand final with eighty thousand in the stadium, sort of thing. Man, we used to get that joint rocking at Warrington over at um, over at Hollywood Jones in Warrington. There it used to be, you know, we used to get twelve, thirteen. On the odd occasion, we used to get full capacity. You know, if we played like St Helens or Wigan or yeah. Uh, we we played St George Illawarra and Brisbane Broncos in World Club Challenge games at Warrington, and yep. you know, we we lost against St George, but then we beat the Broncos. And what was that if like? You, if you don't mind me asking, because you, as you said, you were a former Broncos player, and then to beat the yeah. club that you formerly played for, you know, what was that like? Yeah, it was weird on both occasions because I played okay. for St George and Brisbane. Oh so, yeah, that's true. Um, uh, you know, I played against a lot of a lot of friends. And, you know, a guy like Teddy Cray, who I grew up with, I've known Benny since we were ten years old. And oh wow. 
Uh, to, to swap jerseys with him at the end of the game and, and for him to experience what it's like to play a rugby league game in freezing cold England was, was something I know he cherished and I cherished to play against. It was an honour to take the field with him. and It was also an honour to take the field with the guys against the Broncos. You know, I had three years at the Broncos and I went through a real roller coaster there at the Broncos. I played some of the best footy I've ever played, but then I, I played some of the worst, like most inconsistent footy I've played. At the end of the day, it's my... When, it's my job to take the team forward, and it's when you've got that ball in your hand, it, you've got the hopes of the team on your shoulders. And mm-hmm. Unfortunately, that night I, I fell short, but I've always used that as a as a motivation and as a key yep. um, to, to to be a lightning rod for the rest of my career. You know what I mean? That happened yeah. in 2008. I was still playing in 2019, and exactly. I, always, I always go back to that moment, man. I really do. I, I always said, look, I know what the, the very bottom of rugby league feels like, and I don't want to. I don't want to feel that again. And, uh, and you definitely you know, didn't we, with Toronto. We had a great team that year. Yeah, we had a great team that year. We should have we should have gone on further. Um, even the next year, 2009, I thought we even had a better team. And mm-hmm. Unfortunately, we just come up against a red-hot Melbourne storm down in Melbourne the game before the grand final. But, uh, you know, I'm not, gonna, I'm not one to sit here and look my wounds, man. You know, if, if exactly. I do something wrong, yep. uh, you know, I, I dig my spurs back in and, and get back on in that saddle and, Exactly, but you had a very yeah. I was gonna say sorry to interrupt. Um, you had a very successful final season of your career, but a very successful season with Toronto this year, winning the um championship league. For people who don't necessarily watch or listen to the Super League, there it's a tiered system. There's the top tier, then there's the championship, etc. Um, Toronto just got promoted to the Super League for next year, and that's definitely through um the the team themselves, but also. Ashton, yourself, having a big hand in that. What was it like being able to see the team, you know, progress so far this year um, from your eyes sort of thing? Uh, look, obviously it was, a, it, was, it was a great feeling and, a, and it was an ambition uh, come to fruition, really. And, you know, we had we had a, a meeting at the start, start of the previous year, actually. And, mm-hmm. uh, we, come up sh- we come up short against the London Broncos in the, in the, in the corresponding game the year before and Mm-hmm. We knew what we had to do to, to to be successful and win, and we made a couple of changes on the field, but also off the field. Uh, we brought in Brian McDermott, who's who's, who's one of the greatest coaches in in English rugby league, and oh for sure, uh, yeah. Our owner David Argyle, he's, he's a great man, great friend, and great mentor to me. Yep. He came up to me and asked my opinion. I'm not saying I'm not going to say that I was the, the deciding factor, but I, I said you have to get this guy in if we want to be successful. You've got to change the culture at Toronto Wolfpack, and yep. and that's what that's what Brian did. He come in, you know, he's he's an ex ex um, ex military. Yep. Um, he's you know very uh, ex marine boxer. Um, so he come in with a real hard mentality, but also to enjoy our rugby league, to enjoy our footy. Yep. There's no point just come, you know. There's no point trying to do rugby league 24/7 because that's when you're going to burn out. Yep. So you know, we had a good we had a good amount of of. Uh, of, of serious stuff, hardcore, but we also enjoyed ourselves over there because that's what it's about. We're in, a, we're in a totally different country. We're in a, a country that's not known to have rugby league uh, rugby league roots there. And, exactly. Uh, and, with um, a little bit of success and, and, and a bit of nous, but I've got to say one thing about the Wolfpack, if I can, man. They're, go they're for it. So say whatever at, you want to say, they're mate. They're so good at um, advertising in their market. Oh, honestly, uh, they know, are. They've got the North American market um, at the foot, you know, at their, at their feet and, uh, you know they're, they're penetrating it so well, especially obviously with the Sunny Bill Williams. But not just that, the way they do their social media, the way they 
engage yes. with fans, the way they engage with sponsors, stakeholders into the game, because they're the fruit of it. They're the fruit of our future. Uh, so you know, for such a young club, they're, they're doing they're doing some really good things. Obviously, there's there's some parts there that we need to um, you know we need to fix up and we need to uh, eradicate or just or just or just get get right. But they're doing a lot of things right for a young club, and and they'll keep learning, they'll keep pushing on, and you know, man, that that North American market that could be huge if we penetrate that for for our sport and. That's something that I'm very, I'm very passionate about and looking forward to working with in the future. Oh, tenfold. And speaking of working with in the future, um, as as we've mentioned many times in this uh, um, episode, you've just recently retired. Uh, what are your plans for next year? You know, post career wise, will it be somewhat involvement with the NRL slash you know International Rugby League, or are you going to uh, take a year off, sort of thing? No, yeah. Look, I'm, I don't want to take any time off. I mean, I'm one of them guys who just. I don't want to. I don't want to stop. I don't want to stop. I don't want to get. You know, not. I. I just don't want to. You know, get. Um, in a rut, sort of thing. Uh, in a rut or anything like that, and have to go again. I just want to make sure I'm. I'm. I'm keep going. Keep persisting. So, I've had to. Um, I've had. I've, I'm going to go into the uh, mental health movement with Dan Hunt and Chris Houston and, oh, and the wow. good people over there. It's. It's something I'm very passionate about. It's something that. Uh, that's affected my friends and and parts of my family, and it's something yep. that I want. You know, I've I've always been, or well, I've been told, and what I've been like. I'm a very glass half full kind of guy, and I'm very, you know, uh, if if you if you so that 99 percent that won't work. You know, I'll always I'll always look at that one percent and see how I can yep. extract you, that one percent, extract the most the most outcome out of that one percent. Exactly. Um, we, we're, I'm going to come on board and help build. And help and help with the culture that's already been built at mental health mental health movement. Wow! Uh, I'm really looking forward to working with a man. It's a very it's a it's a very job satisfying. It's a very role satisfying job, and um, I'd rather have that work satisfaction and knowing that I can help people through bad times because you know what I mean. Bad times they don't last. Exactly, they, it's a roller coaster. There's plenty of light. Yeah, there's plenty of light at the end of the tunnel, and we're just there to help uh, to help give people um, steps and. And, and ways to combat mental health and negative mental health, and, yep. um, you know, and and sh- tell them that it is okay to talk about it. It's, you know, it's yeah. not this macho bullshit about oh, how no. you just you go to bed at night and just cry yourself to sleep. No, it's get out. You know, get out. Um, tell someone. Tell tell an employee. Tell a, tell a friend. Tell whoever um, you, you need seek, to. And go and seek help. Exactly. Um, exactly. Because so, at so. the end of the day, man, without sounding too corny everyone deserves everyone deserves to be happy exactly you know dude, what i mean at the end do. of the day we're all humans we're all you know we're all in this thing called life together everyone deserves to be happy and you know everyone everyone deserves to be you know to be shown not not told away but shown away how they can be how can they have a uh, happier happier lifestyle because you know happier lifestyle just means you know you're more proactive you're more productive you can um you know, it can just lead to so many good things in your life. So, exactly, and I tenfold yeah. agreed, mate. Sorry, continue. Yeah, no, that was it. that was it. All I was going to say really at the end was if if anyone's listening to this and who are struggling uh, mental, mentally or or, or or physically or spiritually, you know what I mean. There's there's so many different forms of of um, of mental health, and you know we all work on our we all work on our physical health. Exactly. You know, it's, it's whether you're going to the gym or or going running or swimming or whatever, but we need to put the same amount of effort into our mental health as we do our physical health. And exactly, I, I agree. I just say, if anyone, if anyone, my, my door's always open, my phone's always on. 
Um, you can world. get me. You can get me through Twitter. It's you know we're, we're doing some really good things over there at the mental health movement. Um, you know, if, if anyone's listening and are struggling, please seek help. Or more, more importantly, more than welcome to get in touch with me. Oh wow, dude, that's wonderful. Um, I will definitely link your Twitter and you know whatever other social medias that you have in the description and you know the bio of where of the places where this will be available, which will be Apple Podcasts, Perfect. Spotify, Anchor, Facebook, etc. I'm also gonna put a link, um, because you're such an advocate and just as much as I am, I'll also put links to Beyond Blue, Headspace, and all of the other ones yep. I'm speaking of. And just one last sort of thing, I want to thank you very much for joining us here. Is there anything that you would like to plug and promote or any advice that you'd like to give to the listeners? Or would you, if you like, I can add that bit that you just said at the end of what I just said just then. Yeah, look, you know, I just want to say, if, if, if anything, without getting too emotional, but thank you. Thank you to Rugby League. Thank you to all the fans who have not just supported me, but supported Rugby League over the years, not just throughout my career, you know, from the very start. And, yeah. Um, the sport's the sports nothing without you guys. And, uh, you know, your involvement, your emotional attachment to the game is just as, just as important as ours. And, um, there's one saying that, that, I've always lo- that I've always loved to any, to any young, you know, to, well, there's, there's one or two, but to be any, any young listeners out there, mm-hmm. Um, my, my best piece of advice is, you know, with the boy you were, be proud of the man you've become, and that's oh, what. Wow. Yeah. I, I just said it. As I said it as a man, but that goes for women as that, that goes for female as well. Yeah. You wow. Know what I mean, you want to, you want to, you want to look back. Um, you want to grow up and make sure that young kid that you were is proud of the person that you. Or that would look become. up to the person that you. That, that was, you or would look up there. Yeah, yeah, see them as a, as a shining light and a hero. And exactly. Um, that's probably that's something I'm going to instill into my kids and. Um, it's you know you, you know advice is advice is advice man but exactly you know you don't have to take it you can you can listen you can hear that and not understand it and that's fine I don't I don't mind but if you really have a think about that saying with the boy you were be proud of the man you've become it's that's a that's a big key to to um, being having a successful and fu- and fruitful life 